Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Now stay with a fan for this special program. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. It is a final from Atlanta, and the results, again, are good. This was a huge victory. 6-3 the final. The Brewers take game one of this uh, three-game weekend set over the Atlanta Braves. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. As we are live here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education, learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. There's Tim Shea. My name is Tim Allen. And the Brewers get it done tonight. You know, there were really two two parts of this game that got a little bit ugly here outside of the uh, error column, three for the crew, two for the Braves. This was, now again, that's five errors in this game, and that shouldn't happen, and typically doesn't in a postseason game, which this is not, of course, but it did feel like one. Sure to had that me, feeling. It did. Sure had yeah, that feeling. It, it did, and it was uh, – it was, I won't say a back-and-forth affair, but it was kind of one of those games where you kind of hang on every pitch. Did you guys view it as that? Because I certainly did. And again, the outlier would be the errors. And that that, that will eventually get cleaned up as, as you get deeper into the season and certainly into the postseason. But this was a nice win over the Atlanta Braves. It really was. And, and the Brewers keep keeping on. I mean, they've won 15 of their last 18 games, and it still doesn't seem like it, does it? Not at it all. just doesn't. I mean, for me, this is sort of the test weekend series. This is a nice little gut check. It really is. It's, it's one of those series where you say, 
okay, guys, it's not Cincinnati. It's not the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's not the Chicago Cubs. It's not even the Philadelphia Phillies. And now that we look back at that Phillies series, they're sort of losing some momentum and steam as not one of the big boys. These were two heavyweights going at it. And the, and the reason I say that is, did you happen to watch the game? Those of you that watched the game on TV, did you see the looks on the faces of the Brewers and the Braves in this one? Yes, there were times where there were a few smiles here and there. Yes, trying to have fun, doing your thing, and staying loose and all that. I get all that. But there were most times where there was some intensity between these two teams. These two teams easily could meet again in the postseason. And in some degree of, of a statement, they probably will. I want to get your reaction. Did you view the game like I did as sort of this, this hanging on every pitch? It's okay if you didn't. That, that's fine. I mean, and, and you can give me a reaction on the game itself uh, at 799-1250. But I just looked at it as, okay, now this is cool. This, this is what you want. You get tuned up against the bottom feeders, and you say, okay, let's go against, let's go against the best. Because until they're dethroned, they have the crown, they have the ring. It's the Atlanta Braves World Series champs, defending champs. Let's go. That's what you want. Bring on the Dodgers. I don't care. I'm not saying I'm not predicting what's going to happen. I'm just saying this is what you want. This is, this is pretty good baseball quality entertainment. That's what a series like this is. And the Brewers, well, they muster up double digits in hits. They put up another six runs, which is kind of their average the last 17 or 18 games. That's, that's a good-sized average. Six runs. But they did it without the aid of a long ball. They did it with a few breaks, granted. They did it with pitching. They avoided using uh, Devin Williams because of what Eric Lauer did. That's and, and they did it after a roster move, too, and we'll get to that. If you haven't heard, Keston Hira sent down. This is one of the reasons why I was nervous about Keston Hira. And I've been nervous about him for uh, up until maybe a week ago or so when they were contemplating what, what they're going to do once May arrived with the roster cut down. And he made it through the first phase, but suddenly he didn't make it through that, that second wave, if you will, Brewers needed some pitching, and they brought up Luis Perdomo, and I liked him. I was surprised he didn't make the team out of camp. Seven nine nine twelve fifty as uh, the Brewers get the victory, six three the final. And I just—it's Friday night. We can talk about a big game in May. If you don't think it was a big game, that's fine. I think it's a, a telling series, a little bit. One of those early-in-the-book chapters that a baseball season is because it is a story. And we're, we're walking through the story. We walk through the first few chapters in the, in the month of April. And then we're putting a little bit of a dent here in May. They're 15-3 and three in their last 18 games. Run differential, well, with this plus three, now sits at almost plus 60. They came into this game plus 36, second in the National League. But in the run of 15 of 18, plus 58. I mean, they're, they're just cruising. 
They're in cruise control. So what did we need? What did we want? What did you want? Did you want them to play the Reds again? Well, you get that next week in Cincinnati this time. Did, did you want him to play the Dodgers or the Braves? My hand's in the air. It's exactly who you want right now. You want to play them all right now while you're rolling like this. Maybe one of the reasons you are rolling, one of the reasons is certainly, I, I make no a denial of that, that you've been playing the Reds and the Pirates and the Cubs and you put up some runs against, uh, put up some wins against Baltimore. You put up some wins against now the fading Phillies who don't seem as powerful, but I think a decent team. So this is what you want, and you got it, and this is how they played. I, I, I talked about this earlier in the week, and we'll get to your calls in a second. I talked about this earlier in the week. It's, it's how you're playing this weekend in Atlanta. Now, I did not like the airs. That's, that's one thing that's got to get cleaned up. That's, that's not like this team to have three errors in a baseball game. You're going to have to clean that stuff up. I don't know what Lorenzo Cain was thinking. But, that, but that's a rare thing. Outside of those errors, they, they, this was sort of an intense game, for me at least. At least it was for me. I don't know about you guys. Because I liked it. And it's uh, Henry Aaron weekend down there in Atlanta. And just there's some synergy between these two organizations, obviously. You know, the team that left Milwaukee lost to the team that's in Milwaukee kind of thing. But I enjoyed this game. This was a, as much as I love any Brewers victory, this was a little cherry on top of this one. Just because I was so entertained by this game. I don't know if you saw it the same way. And maybe you didn't here. It's May 6th. Cool your jets kind of thing. That's fine. That's that's okay. At some point you'll you'll get into it and maybe it'll take till September for a lot of us, but maybe not. Maybe it's now May sixth and you're into it like I am. This is a nice victory. Lauer, by the way, six and a third, two hits, two runs, just one earned because of uh that error. Two hits through six and a third. His pitch count was in total control until that seventh inning when Ozuna got him for an 11-pitch at-bat. And I don't know why. I don't know if you noticed this. This is just another observation of the game. Why all of a sudden in, oh, I don't know, the sixth or seventh innings, somewhere in there, the home plate, it's a weird thing. I don't know how this works, but home plate just started shrinking. It just got smaller and smaller as the game went on. I didn't, I didn't really understand that. Brewers offense pounds out, what, 12 hits? And they get, uh, they get the six runs. But how patient did they look to you? We talked about their chase rate is down. They're doing a little more damage in the zone. Christian Yelich, a multi-hit game. Rowdy Telez, a multi-hit game. He did have a fair amount of strikeouts here. Hey, that Strider kid down in Atlanta, Spencer Strider is his name. That dude's pretty good. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be real yeah, good. Yeah, he is. He's one of their top prospects, and, and he looked good. Mm-hmm. He looked in control. For a guy that's gassing 98-99, he looked like he had a pretty good degree of control there. 799-1250. Let's go to Todd. Todd, you're first up here on the fan. How did you view this game? Uh, howdy, boys. Uh, Timmy, I'm, uh, boy, I'm glad you brought up that, uh, that subject because I was thinking the same thing. Uh, 
boy, we must be uh, thinking uh, quite a bit alike. Um, I was watching the game, and by the, like the second inning, I'm thinking I, I felt like it's September. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm into the yeah. game like it's September. And I was thinking that going, am I out of my mind? Am I the only one that's thinking this? And uh, is it, you know, am I crazy? But that's the total vibe I got right now. I, I really do. It's like every game is it, – it's like a playoff game. I'm so into it. Uh, it's crazy. And if I can bring up one more thing, I think it's awesome that the, 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 uh, they brought the bell with them. You know? Yes. Uh, that, that just shows total confidence in the team that they can go on the road and bring their their, their bell with them and their lucky charm with them on the road. It's, it's fantastic. It really is, and that's that's kind of their theme moving forward here this year. Todd, thanks for the call. I'm I'm with Todd, man. I uh, it 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 might not have taken me to the second inning. It was just right right away. It was as soon as Colton Wong got on, I'm like, all right, let's do it. Set the tone early in a game, early in a series, early in a road trip. I think that was big. Rowdy's two run double in that first inning might be the biggest hit of the series. It could very well be, guys. But the patience they they did show against Madsick, who you may recall in the postseason did some did some uh, deliberate damage to this team's success or lack thereof. I mean, he was he was outstanding in some really pivotal key spots. That's the way I saw this though. I saw this as as just like we were regenerated into October of last year. What was it? October 7th, 8th, something in there. Yep. Yeah. I was doing the, doing the show from Vegas at that time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we were transported back to that time. And I'm like, why are you getting so wrapped up into this? I couldn't help it. Because we're playing someone other than one of those teams you mentioned before too. It, it could be because every, everyone's been saying, well, what are, what are, you're playing the Reds and the Pirates and the Cubs. Well, now we're playing the Braves, and we beat them tonight. So. Okay, yeah. And it gives you an opportunity to win one of the next two games. I don't think that's a loser mentality. You want to win tomorrow, take the series, of course. But it does give you a little wiggle room to go on the road and beat the champs in their park 2-3 or three and take the series, get the hell out of town. We'll see you next week in Milwaukee. We'll do it again. That's the huge part. You take game one, you're in a little bit of a catbird seat here with Corbin Burns on the mound. Now, you would say Freed's on the mound for them. That's not the way I look at it. I look at it as you just took game one against the defending champs, and you have your guy going in game two. Eric Lauer, every single start that that guy makes it through pitching like this is more solidification that he's one of the best in the league. I don't know when we're going to stop denying that or start denying that. Either way you're looking at it, I don't know when, but for me, I, I, th- what else can you say? He's one of the best in the National League right now. And really, I'll just tack on to that. He has been. We, and we just didn't notice it. We we never realized it. We we don't we don't talk about those types of guys. We talk about Scherzers and Freeds. 
We don't talk we, Burns and Woody and Pearl. We talk about those guys. We don't say, oh, best in the National League. I mean, what, who are the top pitchers in the National League? And you start flipping them off your finger, and you're going this one, this one, this one, like I just did. And all of a sudden, what would what would you think if someone said, and Eric Lauer and Max Scherzer and and Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. You just said Eric, Eric Lauer? Lauer? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. And I think it's time we start doing that. Maybe you're not sold quite yet. That's the other thing we can talk about tonight. Are you sold on Eric Lauer? I am. Did you watch him pitch? Have you watched him pitch? Look at not just the results. Look in his face. Look at his face. Look at the intensity. Look at the confidence. He was pissed in a scoreless inning in which he went one, two, three. He was pissed that he hung a, a, a curveball that was hit to the wall. It was an out. That's how intense this guy is. He doesn't want to give up anything right now. But who'd have thought? Let's see. There's, there's Walker Bueller and there's Urias over there in L.A. And there's Scherzer and you got Corbin Burns. He's a Cy Young Award winner. But don't forget about those other guys in Milwaukee. You know, 2.8 for Freddie Peralta and a, and a two and a half or so for Woody. And then you got Eric Lauer and then <laughs> Freed down there in Atlanta. He's no slouch. It just doesn't sound right, does it? But it's true. And every start, every start that he does something like this, Six and a third, one earned run with eight strikeouts and an ERA of 1.87. It just more legitimizes him. I'm telling you, it does. It does for me, at least. I, you know, I, I have to pinch myself and say, whoa, wait a second. Start mentioning Eric Lauer more because he deserves it. 799-1250. Uh, Marshall, you're next here on The Fan. What's going on, Marsh? Well, good, good evening, uh, guys. Uh, great evening. Great win. I'm just so thrilled. Um, you pretty much have said some of the things I was going to going to talk about, and I'm sold on on Lauer. I'm sold on on most of this pitching staff right now. I, I you know I I would have liked a run or two more late. I was hoping because I even told my brother at the time this is the World Champions we're playing here, and even Schrader and and Levering were saying tonight. You never have enough, you know. You 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 want more, but but at the same time, I kept thinking, even after the home run that happened there, six three, said, hey, when you've got Williams, you've got uh, Hader, uh, you know, even Boxberger, what a pleasant problem to have. These are mm-hmm. we just should be in, as I've said a lot this season, guys. We just should be enjoying this right now because man. Uh, there are so many teams that would give their right arm to have half the problems that we have right now. Yeah, and, you know, uh, it, and I will tell you this, Marshall, that in in that ninth inning, here's here's the way I'm rolling this year. Sure. And, and, and certainly in this series, Josh, don't lose this guy. Keep the pitch count down because I not only want you to save tomorrow's game, but I want you to save Sunday's game as well. I want you with one of those nine pitch outings tonight. You're good to go for tomorrow. You keep it under 10 or 12 or something like that tomorrow, and then you can shut it down again on Sunday and we'll get out of town. That's getting greedy, isn't it? I, hey, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I was kind of thinking very similarly there, but uh, I'm just so thrilled we're here right now. We're, we, we won this game tonight. And uh, get two out of three. I totally agree. I'm not expecting a sweep. If we get mm-hmm. it, great. But 
we know what it is. Unless it's the Reds or the Pirates, it's hard to do. And just as a parting thought, guys, uh, go Bucks, go Bucks this weekend, and go Jessica Pagula over in Madrid and one of my other loves tomorrow. I'm going to be in front of that. So right. life's good right now, guys. You know, and uh, even even in the minor sports, it's going a little a little good right now. And but let's get two out of three this weekend, as old Meatloaf used to say. Two out of three ain't bad, and go from there. And uh, I think we're going to have a fun season. Let's just hope everybody stays healthy here right now. No doubt. Marshall, thanks for the call. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, if you ever want to know anything about tennis, you listen to Marshall. He's the biggest tennis fan I know. I was just going to ask, is he a tennis fan? Huge Must tennis be. fan. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the last time I was in tennis, McEnroe was still playing. <laughs> And that, that, that's because it was just, I don't know if it's still like that, but all the griping, and it was just more flair. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of flair, Ronald Acuna is still arguing at home plate right now. He's still standing there at Truist Field. <laughs> Why wasn't he thrown out? He should have been. I mean, almost twice. Especially he the second out. time. He gets to do what he wants uh, and show up the umpire. Okay, I guess. I mean, he's one of the best young players in the game. You know, I guess there's a little little lateral movement there with those guys. Let's get in one more before the break. Austin, Austin, you're next on the fan here. What's on your mind? Hey, Tim. Uh, I was uh, wanted to say the same thing about Lauer. I mean, you can't discredit this guy. Uh, for the last year and whatever month and a half that we're in now, I mean, he's, he's competing with Corbin Burns yep. as the number one on the Brewers. And it's just incredible. And then um, I wanted to say that it, it did feel like a like a playoff. Game. Was this the first time we played the Braves this year? I believe yes. So yes. right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I I'm glad they kind of stuck it to him after what happened to us last year. Me too. And it just you know, like it, that's why it felt like a playoff game to me. Yeah, and I think it's some of that revenge factor. But the the other thing is, I just wanted to them to play a clean game. And I don't think this was the cleanest game, Austin. Oh, you no, put three no, errors no, no. there. It it really wasn't. But uh, I just want them to to take this series to dispel this. They can only beat the the bad teams yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, what was cool is that they put up six runs. Yep. Yeah. Again. You know, like that on a. Normal day, okay, Eric Lauer, if he's only – or if we only give up three runs, I mean, this pitching staff is going to – if you can put up six, you're going to win 90% of your games, I feel. Oh, I absolutely. Know. They average six runs a game. They're going to win eight to ten. I mean, that's, that's just what the I'm way saying. to – yeah. I mean, I don't World know. World Series championship season. <laughs> there you go. All right, Austin, thanks for the call. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. I want to get your reaction – Eric Lauer, your thoughts? Is it uh, are we all ready? The baseball world, whether it's guys on MLB Network talking about the big boys in the National League, and who's pitching well and who is considered a big boy, whether it's uh, you guys at home or you know the rest of the, this radio station having conversations about the National League and its big boy pitchers, um, and and you know, certainly Burns and the Cy Young and. Uh, what they've got going in, in L.A. and in New York and some of these pitches. Okay, well, is it about time that Eric Lauer enters that conversation? On a just across-the-board kind of scale, he hasn't done it as long as some of these other guys. Let's face it. We'll be honest. We'll be objective. He hasn't. But just now, this run, this window, 
I think it might be time to entertain that he is in that conversation because he doesn't look like it's going to let up at all. It, it really doesn't. I, mean, I he, he may have gotten rattled after the Okuna homer. He did walk the next two. But that's about the time that home plate was turning into a little postage stamp. They should have had the strikeout on Oz, uh, Ozuna. And that that you you got a guy that's pitching like this, Jeff Nelson, the home plate umpire. You got a guy that's pitching like this, and you don't give him that borderline call. You don't now again. Was it a legit strike? Uh, maybe not. It was right there though. You got a guy that's doing this, and you don't give him that call in that spot. Wow, that's when I started losing my mind. Like, don't you dare let these guys back in. How did you view this game? Your thoughts on Eric Lauer will come back. There's some interesting, uh, interesting items in the game recap coming up, and I want you to stick around for that. We will hear from Craig Council and more of your calls coming up. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show presented. There's our song by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. That's after every win. 6-3, Brewers beat the Braves. We'll be right back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey 
podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Yeah, as you guys probably are the same, you can get used to this, right? Brewers winning 15 of 18, and they beat the uh, Atlanta Braves here in game one. Of this three-game weekend set, 6-3, the final uh, call of the game, calls of the game. We'll get to our recap in just a bit. Brought to you by 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network, now featuring home grill kits to go. Visit them at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. And let's get in a couple of calls before we get to our game recap. Some interesting things came up in this game, but the questions, I guess, would be just to have a conversation about did you, did you view this game like I did? Like, wow, this, okay, this is cool. This, this is a couple of heavyweights in the NL going at it. This is, these are, and I think everyone could agree, right? These are two of the better teams at the very least. They may end up being, one of these teams may end up being the best team in the National League. I'm, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I think we can agree that they're two of the better teams in the National League. And this was like, wow. Can't, did did I get to go into a time warp and, and go back to October when these two teams intensified into a postseason matchup? It kind of felt like that to me. And also, uh, denial of Eric Lauer as being one of the best pitchers in the National League. Are you one of those? It's okay if you are because the longevity isn't there. But he's one of the best. Since July of last, since late June of last year, we're almost, well, we are leaning on a calendar year of Eric Lauer being one of the best pitchers in the National League. It's pretty crazy to think about it, but it's true. Sometimes you just, it just doesn't feel right, doesn't sound right. But then you have to say, well, the numbers bear it out that it's true. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Uh let's go to uh Brian. Brian, you're next on the fan. Jim, we'll get to you in a second as well. Brian, go ahead. Hey Tim. Uh boy tonight, you know, just just a, a lot of a lot of good times to see the Brewers playing the way they are. You know, after a couple weeks ago I remember talking to you and boy I'll, there was a lot of negativity out there that well, this guy can't do this, this guy can't do that, this guy can't hit, this can, you know, it went on and on and on, it seemed like. And then we, we went through that, that period of time where we played some of the bottom feeders, if you will, you know, and I think we all kind of look forward to the fact of playing the Braves tonight. And I think, you know, I don't know if I looked at it as a playoff game tonight, but I looked at it as a time where, like you just said, you know, two of the best teams in the National League. And I think tomorrow night when we, we face Max Fried, I think, That'll be a really interesting match for us. But for me, Tim, I think one thing I, I'm taken by watching these guys, and we talk so much about these guys playing off confidence. Well, I see a lot of swagger from our guys in the last week. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's them playing those bottom feeders just to kind of get them confidence. But, boy, I'll tell you, 
Simielli, the way he's moving now, and to see Adamas and to see Telez and, and, and our pitchers, I mean, it's it's great times being a Brewer fan, and, and by all means are we going to enjoy this run, but I think one thing I don't think you're going to hit later in the show is, is the, the move by Perdomo and then Hira coming up. I like that move, too. I was just going to want to say that because I look at Kesson as one of the one of the best players in our in our in our in our, in our roster, quite frankly, being 25. And I I'm looking forward to getting him back here at some point in his career because he's I think he's playing with a lot of confidence too. You know, and I think I think we have not, we have so much to be thankful for as a Brewer fan right now. We really do. We really do, and this is fun. And then the coolest thing about this, Brian, is that it's it, boy, we're just getting started. You know, we're just rolling up our sleeves to sit down for dinner here. We we haven't even taken our first bite yet. It's only uh, May sixth here. That's that's the best part, Brian. Thanks for the thanks for the call as always. Seven nine nine twelve fifty, and you want to talk about a fun fun summer and a lot of conversations. Hey, it's not all gonna be sweetheart games. We all know that, so buckle in and prepare for that. And prepare for me being in a crazy bad mood when some things don't go right. And we had a situation tonight that I thought was going to come back and haunt them. And for a while there, it, it was haunting them. And we'll get to that in our game recap in a second. Jim, our friend in Chicago. Jim, you're on the fan here. All right, coming here from south of the Cheddar Curtain. Here we go. Um, got a couple things. I do want to comment on the, the upcoming schedule for the month. But before I do that, you know, you know, BTM, I'm all about kind of having the fun and keeping the things rolling and the song, the song for the year. And uh, I saw I saw the bell earlier this week and there's mm-hmm. there's something that came to me and I had to go back to 1979 when we had Bambi's Bombers and the number one song was Anita Ward, Ring My Bell. And I really yeah, see, think now that's hold be on, who sings it? Because I thought Blondie did that. Song. Yeah, you know, is that right or no? Council's crew to Bambi's Bombers. Yeah, um, I'm going to have Tim Shea look up, look up, uh, ring my bell. You can ring my bell. I, I, I thought it was Blondie, but you're saying it's someone else. Yeah, it's Anita Ward. Anita Ward. Okay, well, yeah. maybe there there were a couple of versions of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, to get to the schedule, as I look ahead to this month, we have 19 games on the road compared to 10 home games. And uh, it, it, this, is good. This, is a, this is a great start. I think we really got to do well this month. And I think we're, we're primed as I look at the teams that we're playing. You know, we end up with a trip to San Diego, back to St. Louis, and, and then a, a few games in Chicago. Um, but everything that we've done and the, the previous caller commented on this, we're building up confidence right now, which is really, really key. And then Eric Lauer is tearing it up. He's going to silently become one of the best pitchers in the league this year. I have no doubt. Yeah, it, it is going to be interesting to see that storyline play out. Jim, always a pleasure, man. We'll, we'll check that song out. I mentioned that the other day, the the Ring My Bell song. So we'll, we'll it, t- it is we'll by check both. It, out. it is by both. So Anita Ward they and Blondie. Yes. I just have a tough time, uh, Tim, You know, going with – I've never. I wasn't a, a big into. She was actually uh, upbringing in the punk rock world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blondie was, and in that New York punk scene is where where she cut her teeth. 
uh, in the business, but I just was never a real big Blondie fan. I, I don't know why. I just uh, she had a run and some nice songs, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I'd just like not... to hear the Anita Ward. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard the Anita Ward uh, version of that. Okay. So well, maybe, maybe we'll play it. Yeah. Maybe we'll play it in just in, in just a bit. All right. Yeah. Let's get into our game recap here. As the Brewers do take Game One of this three-game set, we will have Craig Council coming up in just a couple of minutes. So stick around for that. And you guys are always welcome. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. If um, you know, again, you you want to ponder the idea that this was a bigger game than it really truly was. I I don't know. I thought it was pretty big. I, I just thought it was at least fun. At least a little different. We knew the other team was good. You wanted to see a side-by-side comparison. And we did see that tonight. And again, I, I just I didn't like the errors in this game. There were five combined errors in this game between the two teams. That, that was surprising to me and certainly unimpressive. We'll go back to the first inning. Colton Wong started the game with a leadoff base hit. Notice he is starting to heat up and, and doing the job. Uh, for the Brewers, but uh, base hit to lead off the game and uh, setting the tone two outs later, which included, by the way, a deep fly out by Yelich uh, for the second out of the inning. Uh, but it did bring up Andrew McCutcheon. He had a base hit to put two on, two out, and you want your guys up there that are swinging the bat hot, and you want your guy up there that is swinging the bat hot with runners aboard, and that is what happened in the first. Rowdy Telez drives one towards center. Duvall racing back. He's near the warning track, and it's over his head and up against the wall. Two runs are going to score as the Brewers are going to take a 2-0 lead on a double by Rowdy Telez. And once again, I hit the... Once, yeah, once again uh, on Bally Sports Wisconsin, Rowdy just putting a good swing on, almost took it out. But uh, Lauer, a shutdown frame in the bottom half of that first inning, that was big as the early stages of the game go the Brewers' way to zip. Early stages of the series goes the Brewers' way. Early stages of the road trip. I just, I believe, maybe I believe too much in that. I think someone once told me, you need to get off that tone setting thing. You know, you still got to play nine innings. I don't know, man. I, I just think it's big. Neither team scores in that second inning. In that bottom half, however, what a play from Luis Urias. Board in between the innings. That one off of Lauer. Skips to Luis Urias. Throw to first. Got him at first base. What a play by Luis Urias on the ricochet from Eric Lauer's foot. Yeah, good heads up play by Luis Urias. Not giving up on that play. Yeah, that was a, a dynamite play uh, to put the game into the third inning with a two-zip uh, lead. Wong sets the table in that third inning. A leadoff double. Here we go. Adamas, a ground ball to the right side. Now we're playing get him on, get him over, get him in baseball. Now the eyebrows of the small ballers, the old schoolers, the antiquated thoughts of baseball come into play. Leadoff double. Ground ball to the right side. Runner moves to third. There he is, just one out. And there he is, Christian Yelich. You got to get the ball in play, and that would be a big run. But here's how Yelich and that at bat ended up. And Yelich strikes out swinging. Fourth strikeout mm. for Strider. 
Every hitter knows you got to yeah. lay off of that high fastball, especially at that velocity. But much easier said than done. You see it well. It's up close to the eyes, but awfully difficult to hit. Yeah, that was a tough spot, and I thought that was going to possibly come back to haunt the Brew Crew later on in the game. McCutcheon is retired after that to end the inning. Big spot there to add another run, and uh, they come up empty once again into the bottom of the third inning. Lauer, one, two, three, a couple of strikeouts. He's got four through the three innings of work tonight. And looking like he's going to roll. Two-out double from Renfro in the fourth inning. Nothing to show for it. Strider kid out of the pen. Six strikeouts through his three scoreless. I like that kid. Um, they get to Lauer in the bottom half of the third inning. Lead-off home run by Okunia. That seemed to rattle Lauer a little bit. He walks the next too many faces. One in, nobody out, two on. And... Did we get this highlight? Did Tim? Do we? Do we did get this highlight, right? Okay, we don't. Have, yeah, it's probably better off we don't have this one. This was a play in which um, there's a flare to Lorenzo Kane. This is a tough spot, and I, I don't want to get too technical about it, but this is a tough spot for a baseball team to maneuver around. When you've got the runners there at at first and second, and there is that flare. Sometimes the runners hold, sometimes the runners go. Okay, so the flare, Rowdy Telez is moving over to think uh, the ball is going to fall in there. He's got to play cut. The first baseman is the cut on that side of the diamond. So he's got to find an angle in case there is a throw home to get the runner that is headed home from second base, if indeed that was a base hit. Okay, so what do the catcher and, and the pitcher do in that situation? Typically, the catcher would cover first, Pitcher moves home to cover the plate. It's it's really a tough, tough defensive strategy and thinking on the fly there. Now, the biggest problem of that play right there was Lorenzo Cain throwing to first base when nobody was covering there. So I think that's a, a learning kind of – it happens in baseball, uh, those situations. But it is – everyone's going to blame Rowdy for not covering first. That's not his job. His job is to be the cut on that play. If, if he thinks that ball is going to fall, if that's the case, then either the catcher or the pitcher will roll over. Or, the, the, you know, if the, for that matter, the right fielder is gunning toward first. So you've got a lot of moving parts there. Lorenzo Cain throws it away. They were speculating uh, on the radio that uh, it he might have been duped to think that with the, with the different uniforms that the Braves were wearing tonight, which are really cool, I thought, um, Maybe he caught wind of a body over there or at least a, a brighter body over there uh, with that uniform on, and, and it was the first base coach. But anyway, a run scores on that play. It, it, it should have been a double play, but it comes back to haunt the Brewers because the next batter, a sack fly to tie the game 2-2. Uh, Lauer does minimize the damage, gets out of it. They get it tied into the fifth inning at 2 Brewers, a chance after two were out. Willie Adamas, a base hit. Christian Yelich, a base hit. Runners at the corners for McCutcheon. He strikes out to end that threat. Big, another big spot there. And now the, the intensity is just rolling here. 2-2 game, mid-game, Braves-Brewers. Lauer, big time, standing tall. 1-2-3 in the fifth inning, into the sixth inning. And here's where the Brewers get a chance. A one-out walk in that sixth to Urias 
infield single by Hunter Renfro. Colin McHugh is going to be lifted from the game. They bring in the lefty uh, Matzik to face Omar Narvaez. Uh, Narvaez gets up 3-0 on the count. He works it full. He works a walk to load him up for Lorenzo Cain. Got to get the ball in play. Gets it in play and makes it work. It almost backfired on a double play, but he makes it work. Towards short. Could be two. There's one. Safe at first. Lorenzo Cain beat it out. Brewers take the lead. Yeah, there you go, Lorenzo, with some hustle there. Beating cleats to first base. And the Brewers take the lead, 3-2. Runners at the corners with two out, one in for Colton Wong. He works a walk to load him up for Willie Adamas. And Willie gets an RBI the easy way. 3-2 and two on Willie Adamas. And he walked him. Not even close. Well, when he misses, he misses badly, doesn't he? Brewers go up 4-2. to two. I'm going crazy at this time. That's going to do it for Matzik. Uh, three walks and a base hit in his uh, outing there, along with those two runs. Uh, brings up Christian Yelich with the bases loaded, two in, two out. And uh, Tyler Thornburg, the former Brewer to face Yelich. Okay, right-hander to face Yelich. We'll take that. Again, get the ball in play, and he does. The Brewers get a run and then a break for another run. Ground ball hit towards the middle. Diving stab by Albies. Safe at second. The ball gets away. Here comes Colton Wong to score. Two more come across for the Brewers. Big, big, big 6-2 lead as they plate four in that sixth inning on three hits, three walks, and Air, three relievers. They bat nine in the inning. Big time frame for the Brewers. Lauer, bottom six, shut it down. One, two, three, including two strikeouts, one to Ocuna, seven Ks through the uh, sixth inning. Ocuna, can you know, you're going to stand there and put on a show, buddy? Okay. All right. You're going to do that to the wrong umpire. You're going to get bounced. But uh, Nelson, eh, no, we'll let Okunia do it. Uh, pitch count in good shape uh, for Lauer as the game headed to the seventh inning. He had a chance to go deep as the Brewers go one, two, three in the seventh. So we get to Lauer's bottom of the seventh inning. He really had a chance, but he got himself into trouble, strikes out the leadoff hitter for his eighth punch out of the night, then an 11 pitch at bat against Ozunia. And Ozuna, and and he doesn't get a call on 3-2, and I think that changed the complexion of his uh, outing. That was a walk, should have gotten it. It was followed up by a base hit, and that made matters worse, and Council just had to go get him. 94 pitches at that point, and you know, you're really looking for the double play ball, but the Braves are trying to get back into it. It is you know seventh inning, just the one out, and they've got room to play with, and, and they have been known to be clutch late in games. So six and a third for Lauer, two hits, two runs, one earned, three walks, and eight strikeouts in the performance. Gives way to Boxberger, two on with the one out. Box is starting to get jobbed a little bit at the plate, but this makes up for all of that. And a tapper hit towards short. There's one, two, double play inning over. Just what Boxberger needed. Yeah, that was a full count on Travis Darno, and 
He got that double play. I, I felt pretty good at that point because you're, you've got a four-run lead, and I thought, well, what counts, what are you going to do? Into the eighth inning uh, and your pitching side of things. Is it going to be uh, Devin Williams? But Brewers did have a shot in that eighth inning, by the way. Omar, base hit, Kane to reach on an air, but strike out to Wong, line out by Willie Adamas, uh, and Christian Yelich came up. Mm, little duffer in front of the mound. Yeah, that that's not going to work. He's thrown out to end the inning. And in that eighth inning, it's Gustave. It's not Devin Williams. Hey, he allows a solo home run to uh, Swanson with two outs, but then a big strikeout to Okuna, who, again, he, he just has to show up the umpire. Just to, just go ahead and throw throw a fit there. That's okay. You're one of the better players in the league. You're allowed to do that, I guess. 6-3 lead into the ninth. Josh Hader coming out uh, to, to lock this down. The Brewers did have a base hit in that ninth inning from Rowdy, his second on the night. And Josh Hader gets it done. There was an error in that ninth inning. That was the third error of the ball game for the Brewers. But uh, there's your final 6-3. Uh, let's uh, get one in here before we got to take a break. We'll come back here from Craig Council, check out the box score as well. As the Brewers take game one of the three-game set, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Mike, what's on your mind, buddy? Yeah, I, I tried to call on the other night. I was going to ask you if eighteen was a crooked enough number for you. <laughs> yeah, that is a crooked number. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they've been coming on playing great. Things are going to be fun. I, uh, you had asked before when you started to take calls about. Um, uh, one of the plays of the game, and you brought it up, the play by Urias, the first double play. Um, that was awesome, and I guess it set the tone, but they ended up with three errors. I didn't care for that either, but it's early. So, yeah, you have to, you have to watch, watch. You know, winning is, is, is everything, and I get that. Sometimes you can win a game ugly. Sometimes you can win a game, and good teams do this, when they're not playing their best. This, you know, in terms of def- defensively, Really wasn't a, a great clean game for the crew. It it just no, wasn't. No, but how about Rowdy? <laughs> how about him? That's funny. Uh, he it looks like. Thanks for the call, Mike. That that's a great point too. And I want to make make mention of this with the roster move today. Keston Hira sent down, and I, you know I'm disappointed in that. Not surprising to me. And I'm not just playing a, a know it all either, guys. You guys know this. I've been nervous about him and his roster spot basically all year. Uh, but now there's there's two factors. They're pitching. They've been leaning on with a, with a smaller uh, bullpen. They've been kind of leaning on these same guys. Trevor Gott's been you know overworked a little bit. Boxberger, they're just getting back going. They gave him a little bit of a break. Hader got his break. So they've been having you know maybe an issue there with just in case things go funny in this series. They needed the protection of another arm out there in that pen. That's Luis Perdomo. And, and I like him a lot, and I think Brewers fans are going to like him. I, I think he's a, a, a really good pitcher. Now, I don't know how he plays out, in the, if his stuff plays better in the pen or as a starter, but, I mean, we'll see. But he's, he's a nice arm to add. But the Keston Hira thing is telling, not only for Keston, but for Rowdy as well. And we've been talking about Rowdy here for about a, a good week. Why isn't he the everyday first baseman? Should he be the everyday first baseman? He's got to be pissed he's not the everyday first baseman. Well, it looks like with this roster move, I you got your answer there. We have an answer. Rowdy Telesnaro is 
pretty much an everyday first baseman. And that's what we wanted, right? Yep. That, I know I know that's what I wanted, despite the fact that I like Keston here a lot. But Rowdy got uh, we we got what we wanted here. Now he's got to come through, and it came through tonight. Two hits, two RBIs. Let, let him play. I will be the first one to take back what I said earlier in the year, at the beginning of the season. When I said I don't know if Rowdy's going to be the guy at first base. I'm yeah, starting to I'm, starting to back up a little on that. Okay, it's a long season. Yeah, you're you're right, it, but it is a long season, and I just think you you've got a guy that's young enough. He's getting an opportunity now for the first time. Never really had this opportunity in the big leagues. Not with Toronto, mm-hmm. not with Milwaukee. Yep. And so, now he does. And now he's performing. Time, yeah, and I heard him uh, with a couple of comments earlier today just talk about it, how comfortable he is now knowing that he's the everyday first baseman. How appreciative he is to get that opportunity now. I think he's going to take advantage of it. I do. And, you know, we, we have a long road trip here. And if he keeps keeping on here, I got to get going on getting getting the rowdy, rowdy chance going back at American Family Field. I mean, that was crazy good last year when when everyone was doing that. And I think I'll go on a push for that on a campaign of getting rowdy, rowdy chance going uh, at home in Milwaukee. Brewers get the victory, 6-3 final, and it's, uh, it's kind of an intense game. Outside of a little sloppiness on both sides, three errors for the crew. Two errors for the Braves. But outside of that, this was sort of the intense game. Okay, here, yeah, here's here's Ring My Bell. Let's check this out for a little bit. Hmm. The tune sounds a little familiar. This is yeah. Anita Ward. Yeah, this is the Ward version. I might like Tim. I might like the Blondie version better. Maybe we'll come back with that. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Stick around. Brewers ringing some bells down in Atlanta. We'll be right back on The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. You know, guys, the uh, run differential is starting to look pretty good. And regardless of what you think of this offense, if they're just on a little bit of a hot streak based on the pitchers against, okay, fair enough. But, you know, they are improved. I think we can all just agree on that. Welcome back. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies. On South 27th Street, 6-3, the Brewers get the victory, and they're averaging in their last now 17 games a six runs or better average per game. 18 runs does help that. They had a 12-run output, an 11-run output. They had a 9-run output. All that does help, certainly, obviously, the run differential. But just the mere fact that they're drawing these types of walks, you take a look at this game tonight. They, they knew this is a bullpen game for the Braves, by the way. And that's not an easy task. I think in some some regards, it's a little tougher to go at these bullpen arms because you don't get the uh, reps against the same pitcher. You don't get two, three at-bats against, you know, one guy. You start dialing in. And, he, you know, every other inning, they've got a new pitcher out there. But regardless, 
the offense is improved, and will it stay, you know, at this sort of clip? Maybe not, but you can tell the difference. And you can tell the difference. It's certainly helping where we're now seeing, you know, most times the pitching is there still. But there's been a couple of games, a 12-8 win, in which that was one of the games that the the offense picked up the pitchers. And to see that a little bit more is going to certainly get you additional wins. It just is. The, the, The offense needs to grab one once in a while. It can't be all... You know, Burns and Lauer and Woody and Hauser and these guys. It's it's uh, It has to be the offense once in a while. You know, three runs is a pretty good uh, is a pretty good ERA to have. I mean, you, you keep those other guys, starters and bullpen, to three runs, you're going to win those games. You just simply are going to win a ton of those games. And now you've seen the Brewers rattle off 15 of their last 18 games. And that's, that is... I'm shaking my head. I know that it, because again, because <laughs> it doesn't you know, feel like that. It, no, and and we've said that for a while now. And even when they were, you know, they took took care of uh, Philadelphia two of three, and then they took care of you know Pittsburgh or whatever it was, and we're like, wow, they won four of six, or they won five of six. That wow, they're on a six a six of seven. Then it got to nine of eleven, and then eleven of thirteen, and it just kept going from there. There's something to that. There 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 certainly is. And now with a nineteen and eight overall mark and I see that ESPN and their power rankings has the Brewers up to four you know USA Today at the beginning of this week had them at seven so they are getting some movement there despite the opponents they're playing now you take care of business in Atlanta I can't wait for Monday's USA Today power ranking to come out because there were some teams that I got a question above on the USA Today that were above the Brewers with right around a 500 mark. And here the Brewers sit 10, now 11 games over 500. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, and it's, you know, Braves are tough. Who knows? They, they may end up losing the next two games. I don't know. Let's, that's why we play, and that's why I can't wait for the first pitch tomorrow. I was talking to a, a buddy of mine today from the Kingfish. And and Ryan was saying to me that you know he's he's in one of those modes where you can't wait for the next game, and you you find yourself in the afternoon at work thinking about man what time I can't wait for the Brewers to play tonight what time they on, that's sort of for us we're in an exclusive club right now you guys listening, and myself and Tim. But we will welcome in thousands more as this continues. And we're ready. This weather's going to break here pretty quick, but uh, but again, there's there's a couple of games left in this series, and I and I can't wait for tomorrow's that, game. We'll preview that. That weather's going to break in, on this road trip in Cincinnati. I don't know if you caught the temperatures that they're going to be playing in. Uh-uh, Eighty nine no. degrees. Oh, so <laughs> we got some hot stuff. So down there. the ball might be flying out this week. Yeah, and we're going to see uh, upper sixties, seventies here. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a good thing. That's a good thing it's about for time. everybody. Yes, it is about time. Let's hear from Craig Council as his team takes Game One over the Braves. And some luck and a whole bunch of different things today. I, I th- think you're going to have to over the course of the season. You're going to have to find different ways to win games. Um, yeah, and I thought we did it with 
you're right, just kind of some base hits and some hustle and some some good disciplined at bats to to keep the inning going, um, and and that was enough. So it was um, it was a different way to score runs today, um, but it you know it all counts and and you need that to to be a, a consistent team. Craig uh, Lowe had that uh, error in center field and then follows up by beating out that ground ball and that kind of got the. You know, kept the inning alive and really set yeah. the stage for. Some well, he also threw the guy out at third base yeah. right after that too. Um, His hustle was big in there. Yeah, I mean, just getting down the line and making it hard to double him up, which he always always is very yeah. difficult to double up. Um, obviously, that that kept the inning going, and uh, you know that made it three two, and we we sent four more batters to the plate that inning. So obviously, that's a, that's that's a huge uh, for him to beat that up. Turned out to be the play of the game. Did you say anything about that? That play, just a lot of moving pieces on the. Yeah, I, I think everybody was just 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 moving, and he. I, I didn't think he had a chance to catch it, and um, I don't think any of us did. And then he and then he got there relatively easy, actually. And um, yeah, I think he just there. There was, you know, the both infielders are going for it. Willie's trying to backpedal. Rowdy's trying to get to second because he sees the both infielders going for it. So it was just one of those crazy plays. Eric had the one inning where it seemed like he maybe battled his command a little bit, but other than that, I mean, another quality start for him. Yeah, he he pitched very very well. Um, you know, he, he you go through that group of hitters, they're going to give you a hard time. You know, he they gave him a hard time one time through of the other three times he faced him. So he he did he pitched really really well tonight again. Um, I mean, he's he's locked in. It's he's difficult to hit. Just start to see why he's so hard to hit. I mean, he's got uh, you know the off speed for strikes. He's got the, the slider and cutter, uh, kind of whenever he wants it. And then the fastball's explosive, explosive up in the zone. Boxberger again too. He comes in. He's just been so reliable and tight. Yeah, I mean, it's just more of the same. You know, it's it's almost it, it, it's he just gets out. It's, it's, he just gets out. He makes he made a lot of quality pitches at a bat, just right on the edge. And, and um, Darno had a pretty good at bat, actually laying off some of those pitches. But he's, he made another good pitch, three two, and got a double play. Josh, obviously locked it down. I mean, did, did he look like old Josh to you? Yeah, I, I mean, I was glad to get Josh in the game. Uh, I think he was glad to get out there. Um, so yeah, he, he looked pretty good. I don't know. You can you can write about that too. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. It's time to dive inside the box score for today's game on 1250 AM The Fan. Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Great food, awesome fish fries, plenty of TVs to watch the games, and always a friendly vibe. Yeah, there was Craig Council, and yes, Todd Rosiak is going to write about Josh Hader. There's no, no question about that. I think Craig can be so cynical at times. Uh, just He's a good dude. He, he really is. All right, let's check out some of the numbers here. Uh, we will hear from who? Colton Wong when we uh, come back after the next break. Is that right? Okay, yeah. We're going to hear from Colton Wong coming up in just a a couple of minutes here. Let's check out the box score. Every win this year, I've been reading some numbers, and we'll continue to do that, being as superstitious as I am with some of this stuff. Colton Wong today, two for four with a walk and two runs scored. There's your leadoff hitter right there. Willie Adamas goes one for four with a walk and an RBI. Christian Yelich, two for five, one RBI. 
What is he batting now? Let's just do a gut check on his uh, batting. Right around 250? 255. All right. So still climbing, guys. You can see the difference in Christian Yelich being involved. I think that's the one thing. Is is he hitting you know uh, monster monster shots and having you know five RBI games, a couple of bombs, or a bomb and a two run double, or anything like that? No, not yet. But one thing we can say is he's involved in this offense, and that's been a while. Big and hits. Drew, Drew, Big Drew, hits. Yeah, he, he, he's been drawing his walks, and the OBP has been been okay the last couple of years, if if not the average and power numbers, but. Yeah, at least he's involved in this stuff, and I, I think that's part of this. It's, it's it's a part. We can all point to Willie and and Rowdy doing his thing, and uh, Rius back or whatever. Or Colton Wong starting to heat back up. Andrew McCutcheon steady uh, outside of the one slump, but I think Yelich is is part of this. He is uh, certainly involved, uh, to say the least. Uh, let's see. Andrew McCutcheon tonight goes one for five with a run scored. Rowdy Telez, two for five, two RBIs. Luis Urias, eh, tough one, 0 for four. Did draw a walk in the game. Hunter Renfro, a multi-hit game, two for five with a run scored. Omar Narvaez goes one for three, and he drew a walk. Look at all these walks. Lorenzo Cain, 0 for four with a run scored, and he did have an RBI in the ball game. Pitching lines tonight. Eric Lauer outstanding again tonight, six and one third innings pitched. He did allow uh, two runs, one earned on just two hits, three walks, eight strikeouts, through ninety-four pitches, and ERA now sits at one eighty-two on the season. Box two thirds of an inning, nothing across the board. Got that ground ball double play. Yandel Gustave, one inning, one hit, one run. It was earned, no walks, two punch outs. And Josh Hader, one inning, did allow a base runner on an error, had a strikeout. And the Brewers tonight, they get six runs on 11 hits and three errors. The Braves, three runs on just three hits with two errors. The win goes to Eric Lauer, now goes to 3-0. and Lost to Matzik, goes to 0-1. Save to Hader, number 11, benchmark there at 107, uh, 107 saves. Now in sole possession of second place in franchise history in the saves department. He's chasing uh, Dan Plesak's 133. And yes, I would say he has a legitimate shot to break his record. Some sort of laughed a little bit at the beginning of the year, like, can he upper 30s and saves and grab that record looks like he's headed in that direction 100 percent. 100 yeah brewers now 19 and 8 with the victory they take game one of this three game series we'll take a peek ahead at the matchup tomorrow ringing the bell in the dugout now here's the blondie version of that song Sure, this is the Blondie. This is at one hundred percent. Kind of sounds like the Anita Ward one. Well, let's hear the let's hear the chorus here. Wow, I didn't know it was that funky. I thought it was more of a rocker. (laughs) Maybe I should write and record. There we go. (laughs) The bells are great. 
<laughs> I like this version better, Tim. I do. Yeah, I think I do, too. Slightly better. All right, we'll come back. We'll hear from Colton Wong and give you a sneak peek at tomorrow's excellent pitching matchup. That's next on The Fan. Plumbing Post Game Show presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on 1250 AM The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. 6-3 Brewers beat the Braves in game two tomorrow in an excellent pitching matchup. That that is a great game. You know, whenever we see some sometimes when we see these types of pitching matchups, uh, you know, in this case Burns and, and Freed. It turns out to be like one of those 8-6 games for some reason. It just spins out of control for, for whatever reason. I don't know. Just occasionally it does happen. And other times it's, you know, it's like the Burns-Stroman matchup. And Stroman, you know, is much better than some of the numbers had indicated uh, for the Cubs coming into that game last Sunday. But you you saw pitchers duel, two zip. You, you've If you look at... Um, this this intense game tonight, well, for me it was intense. It might not have been for you. I shouldn't say it was for you, but for me it was. Do you imagine a, a one-zip pitcher's duel or no score in the sixth inning tomorrow? That's huge. Some people don't like those games. In this case, you might want to take notice of this game tomorrow, 20 after 6, first pitch. We'll get to that in just a second. Let's get Dale in here. Dale, you're on the fan. What's going on, Dale? just occurred to me that I think you should get a bell and have the bell to play on the show. <laughs> okay, yes. In the studio. Yeah. That is a that's great that's idea. My comment tonight. All right, Dale, excellent comment. You know what? We're going to get one. I'm going to start calling around. Thank you, Dale. I'm going to Now Quentin Barry got the bell for the crew. And he had to call around and then somebody ordered it for him. I think I think it was reading the other day that he went to some farm store or something like that. Something Again, like that, yeah. Something like something that. Like that. Yeah. We were we were yeah. talking about it on the Bart show this morning. Bart yes. wants a foghorn. <laughs> I told Bart he should get a big ass gong in the studio. <laughs> you know, like awesome. a six foot circle with a big mallet, where he just turns around and it's a gong. But yeah, I think it's important that we do get get some sort of bell here. Um, just trying to think out loud if I've got any contacts down. Down there in Kenosha. Well, uh, it could maybe. Go, go something like, uh, I don't know, this. It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> but we I need, think we need a live bell. Yeah, more like a live bell. We're, we're going to do some thinking on that. Dale, that's a good idea. You got my, my uh, gears turning here. So we'll get to that. All right, we'll get to this. Colton Wong, after a game, he had a couple of hits, set the table at the top of the Brewers lineup. And uh, Brewers get the 6-3 win, but here's the Brewers' second baseman. Thanks, Craig. Colton, you were on base three times today, and in the sixth inning, you drew a walk, and it was small ball in that sixth inning. It was walks, it was infield hits, it was the fielder's choice. For as much as you guys have been mashing, nice to see you guys put together an inning like that to just keep the line moving. Absolutely. That's that's my whole goal is just to get on base for the guys behind me. When you got guys like Willie, Rowdy, Yelly coming up, you know, you just want to be on base so they can drive you in, so... 
just trying to put my best foot forward and not try to do too much, understand who's behind me, and uh, just try to be on there for them. Two hits and the walk for you from the leadoff spot here tonight. You guys knew this was going to be a bullpen day. How did that change the approach and the preparation for tonight? Yeah, just understanding that, you know, we, we're going to have different pitchers pretty much every inning, you know, so it's just buying into your approach and not trying to, you know, follow them around. Obviously, every pitcher is different. Every pitcher's got their own thing, but we just try to stay tight with the zone and, and work our way on base, you know, regardless of walk, base hit, regardless of what it was. We were just trying to get on. It's a very tough Braves lineup over there. What do you think about the job that Eric Lauer and the bullpen did to just hold them down tonight? Oh, it's been awesome. Uh, Lauer's been amazing. You know, he's been doing his thing the past three games. It seems like he's been unhittable. You know, and our bullpen just, they've been lights out regardless. I feel like I've been saying that since I got here, you know. So, I mean, hats off to those guys. They keep us in every game, and they give us opportunity to win. Josh Hader had him pitched in over a week. Impressive to see his command. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was kind of good for him because I feel like he got 10 saves, you know, in a matter of two weeks. So, you know, we were using him a lot in the beginning. So good to give him a little break, let him rest. And, uh, you know, nice to see him back out there today. All right, Colton, thank you so much for the time. Colton Wong, a big part of that Brewers sixth inning rally. You're listening to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, presented by Jim Dandies on South 27th Street in Oak Creek on The Fan. Time to check Tim Allen's news and notes. Yeah, we know they're infamous, somewhat overrated, and, well, quite frankly, sometimes just plain old dumb. But he continues to read them. Okay, Tim, have at it if you need to. All right, the biggest note and news. Brewers do get the 6-3 victory. Uh, some other news and notes. Bucks back in action tomorrow. They're going to play game three of the Eastern Conference semis uh, against Boston. 2.30 tip. And I was reading this morning, tickets are still available. Yeah, they released some tickets. Uh, okay, they did. Yeah, earlier today. So you can go on Bucks.com. They're about 100 bucks right now. All right, not not too so, bad, and I'm sure there'll be a party downtown uh, yeah, tomorrow. First, probably weather is going to be nice. So, and the weather will be decent enough to kind of hang out in the district. And uh, if you're not going to the game, you can hang out and just feel the vibe there. Get that vibe going. I, th- I think it definitely helps. The uh, Milwaukee Admirals get a win tonight, three-two final. I was reading uh, again this morning about uh, one of the one of the highest prospects the NHL has had in a few years is playing for the Admirals, getting his career back on track. Uh, Cody Green, I think his name is. Okay. So that that helps. And this, uh, a news and note from the baseball world, if you will, junior college pitcher faces possible expulsion for tackle. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) This was just a few weeks ago. This wasn't that long ago. Facing a possible expulsion or suspension for leveling an opponent's base runner after giving up a home run. Weatherford College faced North Texas College, junior college. Uh, Josh Phillips was rounding third in the sixth inning. And Weatherford pitcher Owen Woodward. Woody, what are you doing, dude? Sprints over and collides with him, sending both players crashing to the ground. It wasn't immediately clear what prompted the attack. Really? (laughs) Dude just hit a homer. School officials said uh, also that the police would be investigating this as well as the school itself. Uh, School officials, uh, in fact, the coach, 
said we are shocked, quote, and disappointed at what happened in our game today. We will not condone this type of behavior. (laughs) We have worked hard to build a program with the highest of standards. We are completely embarrassed by this incident, and we apologize to North Central Texas College as well as our fans. This type of behavior cannot be tolerated. Could you imagine if that happened in Major League Baseball? (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, uh, oh gosh, why am I losing his name? Contreras goes after Pater or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and that, hey, that could happen this year. Uh But yeah, just uh, someone hits it like Okunia tonight, hits a bomb, and Lauer just lights out for him coming around third and just takes him out. No, that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be wise. I would not recommend that at, at all. All right, let's check out the uh, matchup for tomorrow's game too. Twenty after six, the first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show presented by our friends at Jim Dandy's on South Twenty Seventh Street in Oak Creek. Well, we've been talking about it all night. It's Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns going up for the Brewers. He's one and one with a one point nine three ERA, going up against Max Fried, three and two with a three point zero zero ERA. Yeah, you talk it's gonna about be a good one. Taking advantage when you have the opportunities. I think both of these offenses have to go into it with that mode. And that is when when you do get a runner at third, say, uh, with less than two out, you got to come through, and that could be the difference in the game. Going to be a good one. Weather looks good as well, and there was some uh, issues whether or not there was going to be some rain and stuff in Atlanta for this series, but uh, now it looks like through at least the two games, it looked pretty good, and the weather's going to start heating up here as well, and and I'm liking that. You know, Brewers baseball on the radio and – you got the weather going. You got the weekend here. I'm hearing lawnmowers just everywhere in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, it's, it's, I just it, saw on Twitter, actually, uh, the Brewers did one of their, this one's on us tonight. Oh, over, that's right. Freddie got the tag yeah, tonight. Yeah, at fourth base in West oh, Dallas right? or West Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, right. just right down the road from the park. Yeah, Major League no was doubt. filmed there. little tidbit that I, uh, yeah, I'm they, sure everyone uh, knows that. They, they're doing this on road games, and it's on us. This time it was Freddie Peralta picking up the tab. You just don't know where it's going to be each yep. Friday night. Yep, I did get more information on that, too. They pick up everything from for two hours. So uh, when it was down at Jack's on the east side, from 5 to 7, they picked up food and drinks for everybody <laughs> in the bar. Damn, man, don't you wish you kind of knew? Uh-huh. Well, you <laughs> think you might know the... The place that they might go down by I you? Think in, I think in Racine. Racine, Kenosha. Yep. I, uh, the Racine location, I'm pretty, I got a good idea where they're going to end up. I just I just do. Okay. Uh, DM maybe me you can, or Maybe you or can uh, get away for a little bit and head on down there. Can, can I just say what? Nah, I better not. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I better not. All right, you guys have a great night. For Tim Shea, my name is Tim Allen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. We'll do it again. I may not be in a great mood tomorrow. That's the see. That's the flip of a coin with Brewers baseball. If they lose a tough one tomorrow, oh, let's discuss. But if, if they, they win, if they win, whew, let's celebrate again. Yep. Brewers nineteen and eight after this victory. Guys, have a great night. Have a great weekend. We'll see you tomorrow night. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back.
celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 